You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast episode 306 from New York Comic Con. Well, I shuffled through the city on a 4th of July at a firecracker waiting to blow. Breaking like a rapper who was making his way to the cities of Mexico. Lived in an apartment out on Avenue A at a tall on a corner of town. Had myself a lover who was finer than gold, but I've been broken, I've been busted up since. Love don't play any games with me anymore like she did before. Hello, welcome to the iFanboy Pick a League Podcast, episode 306. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. Hey. Now, we were going to sh- record a show normally, but that plan fell through, and now we're doing it from the booth at New York Comic Con, so we, it sounds going to be rough, and we're tired, and you can hear it in our voice. It's delightful ambiance, though. And it's going to be a short show. We're just going to talk about some of the books we read, and then we'll be returning to the regular format next week. So we are fanboy.com. We like comics. We read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best one, writes about the website, talks about the show, and then we talk about the other books and blah, 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 all that stuff. We're at, we're, we're at the blah, blah, blah stage of the con. Yeah, totally. Uh, I get my voice back a little, though, so it's cool. This is a review show. There'll be spoilers, so if you haven't read your books yet, pause, come back. For the few books we talk about, they'll be spoiled, so don't get, don't let that happen to you. I don't, I'm don't. i starting to spin out verbally. Josh, you had the pick of the week. Go. Yeah, you like this, because I get to talk for a little while, right? Pick of the week was American Vampire Survival of the Fittest. That's a long title, number five of five. The first issue was Pick of the Week 2. This is a spin-off series of uh, American Vampire. I think it was actually supposed to be a regular arc, but they made it. They wanted to have it come out concurrently with the last regular American Vampire uh, uh, arc because uh, they're both World War II stories, one in Japan, one in Europe. This is the European uh, version. They are in uh, Nazi Germany. There is a regiment of Nazi vampires, and this is the big conclusion. The heroes are, are Cash McCogan and... Uh, and Felicia Book, and, and she's a little bit vampire, and his son is a baby, and he's a little bit vampire. And uh, it was just like a, a sort of very big, fun, high-action uh, series. But for me, uh, and the reason that this is Pig of the Week, the thing that was most exciting was uh, was the art of Sean Murphy. Uh, we have no doubt that, that uh, Scott Snyder can spin a yarn. We've seen that over and over and over again. The guy won't drop a ball. We're waiting for it, but it hasn't quite happened yet. And... Uh, but, but for me, like, throughout this whole thing, page after page, was Sean Murphy doing really some of the best work. I, like, I really think he, if he doesn't win an Eisner, or is at least nominated for this, that's somebody dropped the ball in a big, big way. Um, you, you look at the atmosphere that he conjured up around the sort of Nazi vampire castle throughout all those scary mountains, and then the big action scenes where there are literally giant ancient vampires coming out of the earth, but at the same time there's a motorcycle jumping at you in the foreground, and... and People are getting zapped by by this gun. It's 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 huge high action comic book fun. It's I've been really enjoying this mini, but I think this might have been the best issue. I was first surprised, and we'll talk about why that you made this to pick. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I, after having read, it, I was like, okay, it was it was a perfectly constructed and comic book. There was big action, but there was also really intense emotional drama. And it, he really wrapped up the, he wrapped the whole arc up in a really strong way. Definitely, there was a, a single page turn after Felicia gets rescued uh you flip the page and there's this one full panel shot of her like looking out the back of the blimp the, the thing's still open and she's realizing the loss that she went through and it's mostly black it's really finely registered and there's like another soldier and he's drinking a cup of coffee is that the same soldier 
from the Pacific story. It's one. It feel like it's one of those guys. It could be. You know, like he has the shaggy beard. Uh, either way, you know, like it's Dum Dum Duggan. Yeah, Murphy is really cementing himself as is one of the most unique and one of the most interesting artists out there. He, you know, he doesn't do strictly. You know, you know, it's not a, a regular superhero style. It's a scratchy. I, I can't think of anybody he looks like. Uh, there's definite influences from other guys, but it's it's just as beautiful as things get and. Uh, I really love this, and I love a good ending. I, I love when comics end, and the, like this as a five-issue series is a wonderful chunk of comics. Good stuff. How, how would it have gone, do you think, if they'd actually done it in the book as they said they were going to do? Would it have been too much World War II back-to-back? Was it supposed to be back-to-back or not? It probably would have been, but that would yeah. have been like almost a year straight of that, and I think, I think it was good to put in this. It also gave it its own spotlight, really. It gave it its own place to shine. It's going to be a great trade that it can stand on its own. You can read this story on its own, no problem. I didn't expect Nazi laser guns. A the sun gun? Yeah. That's great stuff. I know, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. It's fun how you can play with lots of different things. You've got vampire action, you've got Nazi action, you've got sort of sci-fi action, they're giant monsters, motorcycle chases, there's airplanes, there's... I mean, it, he's got a lot of things going on in this I gotta issue. say, I, just, I enjoy this probably more than anything else he's doing. Not that there's anything wrong with that stuff, but really, if I had to choose between reading this and Batman, I'd take this every time. Now, That's me, though. If I if I put money, I would put all the money in my pocket on the shade number one being the pick of the week. Uh, because the, this is from James Robinson to Cully Hamner. This is a return to the Starman world. And this was, Starman is one of your all-time favorite books. You love the shade as a character. And when this, when this was on your stack, I thought, there's no way this is not going to be the pick of the week. I also thought that was the case. And this was, this was a five-star book. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, at the end of the day, it just didn't excite me in the same way. Uh, and I thought it was good. I'm not sure. I, I think Cully Hammer did really good work on it, but I'm not sure that he was exactly the right guy for it. But I like that this is going to switch around. It's going to be some other things. But it's that's not like the. I think mean, the last time I saw the shade, he was uh, Ink by Sinkevich, and it was all this murky. Whereas Cully's very clean, uh, so it's kind of a contrast to the, to the regular thing. But uh, clearly, Robinson still has this character down. He can do this easy without 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 even trying. And it's great to hear him slip back into that sort of familiar voice of these characters. And and I'm excited to see where it's going. I did not expect. Uh, Deathstroke to show and up. And his giant sword? His giant, giant, giant sword. Naked Deathstroke. As far as I'm concerned, it could have just been the Shade and uh, Michael Starman with open collars talking on the on <laughs> on the veranda for the whole issue. Having some coffee. That was just it was fantastic. Seeing th- th- those chests wide open, yep. uh, you know, uh, it, was, uh, it was great. I mean, it's great to revisit this, and this next year is going to be a, a blast. I can't wait. So. I, I really did enjoy the, the Hope and Shade interaction with, like, sitting in a bed... And they're talking about, like, we're real different, aren't we? You know, because it's, it's what a lot of readers would be thinking. Like, how'd that happen? And, and what they expect from each other. And, and, I was, and that part, I thought it was really... The whole thing was really well drawn, but it was a shift from what you expect to see out of a shade book. To me, you mentioned earlier the Coley Hamner art, which I like him as an artist, I, but I thought as for this particular book, in the original series, Opal is such a strong presence. And when the first time you see Opal in this big, full-page shot, it didn't really look or feel like Opal. It did, which, it, which was a bit of a letdown. It did down. look a little like I was in Madison Square Park. That's what I feel when I look at that one page. Now, Ron, um, Opeña on Uncanny X-Force. It just, it just gets better and better. And like the great thing about Uncanny X-Force number, eight, uh, number 16 uh, was that the tension is building. Yeah. Like, this was, like this was not fun to read. No. Like it looked beautiful, but like from a storyboard standpoint, it's fantastic because it's like I'm on the edge of my seat the entire time. Is Silek going to kill him? I think she. I think someone's gonna kill him. I think. I think the way 
uh, Remender's been writing the Apocalypse, Apocalypse Warren uh, Archangel character is just fantastic because you see where Apocalypse has come over and taken over and you see little hints of Warren every now and then but I just love the approach the almost like the abandonment of Apocalypse's ego um, to uh, to get the job done for what he wants to do and then Phantom X, Deadpool, Deathlock as a team trying to just keep the mission keep it going um, it's just a blast to read and like I said not fun tense one thing I was really surprised about is that they allowed him to put Phantom X up the blob's butt well it's Remender let's remember remember that wait That's, uh, wait, wait, wait 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 what <laughs> yeah they had the blob jump on top of Phantom X again another reason why you should be reading this comic and he, yeah. he lands on him and Phantom X goes up his butt and then he escapes through his stomach I was. I first thought that was just a joke, and I was like, no, he's really up there. Yeah, that's quite icky. He's a Phantom X suppository. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> I New Avengers. I you know I, I've been a big Bendis Avengers fan. We've been we've been reading the books for a while. You're a booster. But as soon as I saw Norman Osborn at the end of this, I went. Uh, I think I might be on. I might have to drop them. This I mean, book. Bendis is building the whole ha- the the hammer and the reunification of AIM and Hydra all under hammer. I get it. Um, but yeah, this was. I don't know. I mean, like, they made such a big hullabaloo about Daredevil, and he's on the cover. He's not in the issue. Um, I'm tired of seeing Spider-Man in the FF costume. Like, he he should should wear it in FF, but not in Avengers. Um, And, I mean, yes, I just feel like the new Avengers is always, they're always showing up somewhere. Things are blowing up and fighting, and then they're they're like, oh, crap, what just happened? Because he's very on repeat. You know how we talked about too many Green Lantern books, and a lot of them were unnecessary? I feel like this is an unnecessary Avengers book. Yeah, possibly. And on the the heels of announcement of another Avengers book by Bendis at this con, I just wonder, is it spread too thin at this point? Because I just don't feel excited. I loved Demon Knights number two again. Yeah? This was my pick of the week again. Um, Paul Cornell's having so much fun writing, and I'm having so much fun reading it. This was, in the last issue, we had the build-up to the big battle. On this one, we had the Battle of the Dragons attacked. There was all kinds of medieval fighting and weird, weird Paul Cornell, uh, Vandal Savage wanting to eat all the dragons during the battle. And they're delicious. They're delicious. Dragons. This was better than the last issue, yeah. and I really like the last issue. Yeah. But this is like a ton of fun. It, uh, things are uh, solidified a little bit. That you know, you know who the people are a little more. You know what's going on. Uh, it's just exciting, and it's so big. Like the pages are just popping, and they're people are flying all over the place. Uh, this is this is a ton of fun. I, I really like this medieval fantasy action, and and when done well, there, there's not enough of it in comics, and so it's really fun to to see more of it. So in a week where we get both the Punisher number four by Rucka and Chiquetto and the Punisher Max number eighteen, I feel like the problem that Marvel's presented is that you give you make me pick one, and I'm picking Punisher Max every time. This you know, I was you know there's a lot of ultra violence in comics, and I'm very rarely shocked, but for some reason. For some reason, I think it's the way that Dylan draws. I was shocked when he gutted that guy, and just the the guts were coming out. Yeah. It wasn't the most violent thing we've seen in a Punisher book, or even in a comic book. But for some reason, it was a very visceral panel. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know exactly. What you're and talking about, yeah. it, it was. I mean, I, I like both these books. I think this is the best issue of the Punisher we've had so far from Rucka and Chiquetto. Uh, I like the fact that he's in the shadows and he's not really the main character of the book, and that uh, and this but, issue. But oh. could you just give us confirmation that he killed Vulture? I think he's dead. No, I think he never admitted to it. I looked for it. She said, you killed that vulture guy. And he's like, drive. <laughs> he never said, yes, he's dead. Call! <laughs> but exactly. the, the, the most unrealistic thing about the book, honestly, is the hair on Nora. Yeah. It really bugs the fuck out of me. It's just, she, she, she buzzed one side of her head and decided she'd leave the other side and decided that'd be a good look. And not in, not in New York. She's, <laughs> she's not that alternative. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's just like, oh, no, I don't have to be on TV. It just cut. No, it's just bothering me. Yeah. But over in Punisher Max, Jason Aaron, Steve Dillon, you know, they, they made Bullseye be an amazing moment. 
and now and and erase that, and then now we get uh, Electra, and we're starting to see the the uh, the maneuverings of Electra in, in a way that really I didn't expect to see at all, and was and continues the awesomeness that is Electra, but in a unique way that is the uh, is the Punisher Max series. I gotta say I love Steve Dillon blood. Yep. It, it just like I looked over and I was like, oh, it's like Preacher again. It just sort of splats. It it shoots out of places, and it's just like a flat red. It's it's so good to look at. Yep. I loved him showing up at the hospital in the beginning, and they're like, oh, he's not, he's not waking up from his coma. That's right. But he pops bullseye right in the forehead. Right in the bullseye. And he's dead. Right in the bullseye. He's been shot. We don't, you know, it's common. That's brain matter everywhere, and that that's is. his skull. That's brain matter. Uh, I want to talk about FF uh, number 10. Uh, this book is a little hard to get a hold of sometimes, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, things were getting it's disparate. Is it when you read it? Yeah. But, no, it was, uh, it was just disparate. A lot of things going on, and this, this thing tightened everything up uh, and, and sort of set the tone of where we are and what we're doing now a little bit in case in case maybe you were feeling a little bit lost. This can get a little lofty at times. Um, couple that with, again, really elegant uh, Barry Kitson artwork. I, I really like his work on this, and it's it's just smooth. Some great Spider-Man and Thing moments and the, the team coming back together and just the discussion of, so we're done having villains in the house? Yeah. Okay, good, because we, we shouldn't have villains in the house. That's a bad idea, which is what everybody's been thinking, obviously. Um, I, I really liked I've liked this whole run obviously but uh, I thought this was a really good uh, just pulled it back together a little bit and set things up I like that they went through the door that told they give you what you wanted and Spider-Man got a sandwich yeah which, which I can I can, I can sympathize with right now now let's talk about Green Lantern which why why because this, I like that this book is not what you expected it would be yeah and I like I like Sinestro and Hal's relationship and it still works here and, and I think that taking Hal down a couple of pegs has been really good creatively for this book but we know he's going to become a jerk. Or wait, no, I no. can't. See, I've lost track of the timing. He's How a could jerk. He's one book. He's jerk. No, in in, in Justice League. Yes, one book in the back. Okay, the I'm the book in the I've, okay. Yeah, fine. Where's the second Justice League book anyway? <laughs> it's not next week. It's already late. It's, no, six no, weeks. No, it's on schedule. It's it's on six, it's, oh, it's a six-week book. Yeah, I did not know that. It's yeah. fascinating. Uh, speaking of a book that I don't know how they'll be able to keep on time forever, Batwoman Two came out. This was. The favorite of a lot of people the first time out, and and the, the first two-page spread of this has literally, I think I counted like six styles on it. It's kind of absurd. Again, this book's really good. I thought for for a, something that looks like this, it is very easy to follow. The storytelling is very strong, but there are some dialogue clunker moments, and and I, it would benefit to have a, a slightly stronger writer, or maybe I just feel the difference from having Rucka on it before to to having uh, Blackman and and uh, Williams doing it. But I. I I like this. I can like it's one. I can let it go because of that. But I think I even enjoyed this more than the first one, because um, I just I don't know where it's gonna go. It's a very chatty Batman though. He's very, you know. Side- the new Batman's a little more chatty. <laughs> yeah, no, he has been in all the books. Um, it's funny to watch this book, particularly that it was originally meant to be in the old DCU, and you can see how they're sort of shoehorning in the new one. And it's kind of fun to watch them juggle because you can see it. Well, the same thing with the shade and Deathstroke. I mean, yeah, yeah that was yeah. Batman, Batman is a little bur- uh, Adam we- Adam Westy in this one. Or, yeah, he's well, he's smirking. Yeah, he's smirking, and his suit just looks a little more like he's out of the '60s TV series. And and apparently, the thing about murdered sidekicks is they tend to come back from the dead as supervillains, which it's a little hokey. But but I, I enjoyed it overall, and it's it's beautiful. You can't you cannot deny how beautiful this thing is. I'm um, I'm holding on with Batgirl number two. I thought I thought it was not as good as the first one, which I thought was kind of okay. So I thought. Two was more of the same, just sort of average. I'm holding on for the third one because that's when Nightwing shows up, and I want to see how he, she plays their relationship. That's really going to make or break the book for me. Um, but 
right now it's on the shopping block with, and there's a lot of other books that I want to try that, so I might lose it can we talk about Northlanders uh, which has I think five issues to go uh, Declan Shalvey's first issue came in seamless transition really beautiful just like before uh, Paul as I said I have been writing it before this is so so good and it, it's been built up and built I don't know how it even survived this long but I am enjoying the hell out of this Icelandic trilogy and as we sort of go through these two families feud over time and we see the fortunes rise and fall and and sort of the reversal of roles this one's about the you know the the female who's very tough and controlling the family where the last storyline was was the son who had sort of taken over and kicked his father out and as we go back and forth and i love this setting of of iceland in in this time period and it's just crazy and i i can't i can't say this is as good as anything i'm reading and uh i'm looking forward to the end but i don't want it What's interesting about Batman and Robin number two is that they're playing a bit with characterization of, of the transition because the Batman books have are a weird middle ground between the old and the new, and this issue, it's been the, the series has been focusing a lot on Batman training Damien to not be so crazy, and this issue he seems to learn his lesson. They go and they bust up a, a, a crime, and he's not as brutal. But then in the end, he go he's there in the back in the Batcave, and Batman sort of gives him a attaboy and a pat in the back, and he goes to leave and. Damien catches a bat and crunches its neck and then tosses it coldly over into the, into the uh, abyss. Like Dutch. Well, having just read my friend Dahmer, it's really kind of disturbing. The, uh, but I know people are upset about it because it's not exactly the way that Damien was before, but this is a new Damien, sort of, so he, it works. He's sociopathic, though. Yeah. He has to be. Like, yeah. he has no emotion for others. So that's weird. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you... But I like how they're going to play now that, that secretly he's, he's still very crazy. And I think that, that, that that's fine. And I think that that's all the books that we have to talk about. And I don't think we'll ever do a show like this on the floor again. <laughs> because we're talking very fast and, and shooing people away. But you get a sense of what, what it's like here. So, is, are you guys done? You got your books? Yep. All right. So, if you want more of this, uh, I implore you, listen to last week's show. Come back next week. But go to ifanboy.com and you can look uh, you, at uh, You can talk about this show. You can talk about some of these reviews. You can read my pick of the week review. Um, and and Ron's book of the month, which we'll talk about next week. Oh yeah, there is that too. That means I have to do a book of the month soon. Damn it! And uh, you can uh, talk about all the other stuff that's going on. Lots of uh, New York Comic Con, which is where we are right now. New York Comic Con announcements, news updates, some really exciting, fun things that have happened. You can talk about that. See some of the pages. See some of the art. And you can of course watch the video show that we'll have coming up. If we're lucky, uh, this Wednesday there will be a New York Comic Con video. We haven't even scheduled. That's where we are. I don't know exactly which one, but uh, it'll be coming. It'll be fun. We got a lot of a lot of great interviews. It's a really great show. It's a wonderful artist alley and uh, a lot of people. A whole lot of people. Where can they get in touch with us? Contact at ifanboy.com or eight 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 fanboys two two six two six nine seven is where you can call. You can email us and call us. Leave our voicemail. We do this on the show normally. We'll do them next week. We'll be back full on the regular schedule next week. But until then, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And I am Josh. Thank you very much for listening. Woo. We're sorry. And we're sorry. We're very sorry. I remember Christmas in the blistering cold in the church on the Upper West Side. Babe, I stood the singing. I was holding your arm. You were holding my trust like a child. Found a lot of trouble out on Avenue B, but I tried to keep it over hello. Farewell to the city and the love of my life. Please, we left before we had to go. Love won't play. It ain't games with you. Love you the